This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. everyone, welcome back. This is Dr. Vic, and I'm excited to share another interview here that we had on the Mindful Experiment with an amazing guest who just has a wonderful energy, loved our conversation. She's doing some amazing work. I highly recommend checking into all her good stuff that we have in the show notes. Uh, but Dr. Sharice Johnson, and she's a psychotherapist, and she's an Amazon number one bestselling author. And we talked a ton about trauma. She shared a definition in there, and I'm not going to tell it to you here. You got to listen to the episode, but she shared it in a way that made so much sense for me and so much sense for how much and so many individuals go through it. And once you hear that definition, it'll start to make more sense and understand what we go through in life and so much more. She had some such great life nuggets that I got for my own self that I know you will find value in yourself to really elevate because better is possible in every element of your life. And you can go as far as you'd like to. And with her work and what she shares with her book, Expired Mindsets, and so much more, she shares wonderful tips in this this show that you can start today to reset, to reprogram, and to re-experience a whole different life than what you've been before. And she brings the neuroscience to the principle. I love when someone brings science. That way you know that, hey, this has been tested and true and we understand it and how to break out of things and why sometimes things take a little longer than we expected. But what can we do to shift our mind now to start to celebrate the little things that we can make those little changes to experience the life of what we're seeking and so much more. 
Love this episode. Love her energy. Love everything she's doing. Check out the stuff in her show notes. But here is my interview with the author and psychotherapist, Dr. Sharice Johnson. Dr. Sharice, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I took a little bit of what you're up to and what you're doing, and this is all up my alley, and I just love it. So I know this is going to be an exciting conversation for all the listeners listening. So sit back and relax. Um, before we get into all that, I'd love to know your story. How did you end up doing and getting into what you're doing today? Yeah. Woo. Let's make a long story quick. I grew up with a lot of traumatic experiences in my own life. I am the youngest of eight. There are six girls, two boys. I know everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) And that also allowed for a lot of observation around different patterns and why is one responding one way and other one not. So as time continued to go on, I realized that there were some areas in my life that if I wanted to have the kind of life that I envisioned for myself, I was going to have to heal and I was going to have to work through them and address them. That led me into studying human development and family studies in college and college and psychology, and then recognizing, well, if I'm getting all this information, how is the rest of the world able to heal if, if they don't have it? And so it really just created a passion for me being able to share. But then also along my way of working on things, really started to recognize the integrated aspect of it's not just about understanding your story. It's about understanding how your story impacts your mentality, how your story impacts the way that you organize trauma on your body, um, including mindfulness and different practices that I could get to at any moment to support myself and then wanting to share those with everyone who is open to finding that place of healing in their own lives. I love that. What a story, because I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, if I understand correctly, it's like you went through this journey, you started your own healing process and you wanted to go deeper, understand the, how to go even, was it going deeper into your own healing journey to get go like, like say, I know there's more stuff I got to heal from. So I want to learn as much as I can for my, for myself, but then also I know I could help others in the process. For sure. It started off with my own healing journey and then recognizing this is so much information and I've just really kind of covered the iceberg and then knowing if I need this, there are other people who may also need it. And then, you know, having friends and then eventually colleagues who are also talking about the same things. I love that. And so here's the first question I have for you then is when it comes to healing, because I've had people bring this up to me many times and uh, love this, ask you the same thing. Is our healing journey ever end? Do we get to a point where we're like, we're good, all done. <laughs> I, I've done it all now. I, I've turned it on. I'm good now. I went through it. I can live on and just enjoy my life. I don't believe that that's true. I believe that the concept of healing is a process, right? And it may look different. I think it's important to know that it's not always hard and difficult and challenging, but sometimes it is. But I think the benefit of seeing it as a process is like, if you have an injury you go through a season of like, okay, I need to not use my arm because it's it's broken or it's hurt and then I need to rehab it. But from there on, then you have to start changing things and go, well, what else do I need to do to make sure that I don't re-injure that part of my life? And I think healing is very similar, that it's up to us to go, what does healing look like in my life today? And what do I need in my life to make sure that I can continue to operate from that place in terms of like the people in my life, my professional life and all those different nuances. I love how you bring up the injury thing. Cause I think that's really, you know, important, right? You have the, the trauma, 
and you got to focus on healing on it. And then there's after the injury, there's a whole new normal mm -hmm. uh, that you have to adapt to. Mm -hmm. And then you know what kind of injures it or triggers it and which one mm -hmm. does it and how to mm -hmm. modify and move along as you go. Yeah. I love and that. And sometimes I'll say this, it's not even just about trauma, because I'm sure that out of your listeners, there's at least 50% of people that are like, I have never experienced trauma. This is not for me. Right. And so trauma, the, the brief definition of that is anything that exceeds your capacity to manage it at the time. So that gives people a completely different look at your unresolved area that you're working on could also be you were the child parent in your family. And so that exceeded your capacity to be able to handle that at 13. And that then has led you into a certain path as you've grown up. So I, I want to put that in there because there's always typically someone who shies away from that word, but we all have things that we can heal. I know on my journey, I used to shy away from it. And then one day I went to see someone and they're like, they, they, they wanted a full extensive history of my past. Mm -hmm. And I shared everything. And they're like, you had a traumatic childhood. And I'm like, yes. nah, I didn't have, I go, nah, I mean, look yes. at me, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think so. Yeah. And then I had to really sit with it. And and I love the definition you brought there. Cause as soon as you said, it's what you cannot handle. As I put these railroad here, exceed the manager to handle at that moment of what it is. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, that's dead on. I love that. I had to write that definition down. Cause I'm like, yeah. that's such a beautiful definition of explaining what really trauma is. Cause a lot of times people think it as something so deep and so much to that certain level, mm -hmm. but I think we all have trauma. Some we've all faced it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. But like what you said, I think a lot of us didn't know because that was my own experience. Like all of these different things that I experienced, uh, all of my friends had also experienced similar so it's kind of like, ah, uh, that's par for the course in life. I didn't have that, those words. And then it was later that I was like, oh, wow, that was, that was really rough. No wonder I'm like this. No wonder I respond this way. But then also I realized as I got older that there were ways that I was responding that were not true to my nature. For example, people often think I'm an extrovert, completely not an extrovert. I am passionate and can come out of my introversion in order to share. But I realized my traumas pushed me to have to be more vocal than I would naturally be. So I kept a lot of anxiety when I was younger and didn't realize it because I was situationally mature. And I always go trauma taught me that. Funny how you bring that up because that that's you and I are identical on that. Oh, I mean, well, there we go. People like when when I would talk to patients and, and they're like, you know, they're like, oh, you, you you're an extrovert. I could still tell. I'm like, don't let that fool you. Don't, don't let, let it don't, fool you. Don't let it fool you. They're like, what do you mean? I go, I'm an introvert. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, yep, I'm an introvert. I, you know, it's something that I, um, but yeah, I love how you brought you, my history, my trauma, my stuff had to get me to be more vocal. Yeah. And, and there's a lot there that you're bringing up. That's like just having me look back and I'm going, Yep. I mean, I used to say I'm Italian. So I just, I just, I like to talk very loud. Yeah. Uh, but when I've done my own inner work, it's like, no, there's, there's, I could see why I had to get to that point. I see why this conditioned me that way. I see why yeah. this happened to be that certain way. Um, yeah. yeah, you're, you're making light bulbs going in my head already. So yeah. the listeners are feeling that too. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's one of those things that like that whole trauma definition, I really had, it, it was, it took me a little bit to really look at my childhood in that For way. Sure. Um, 
And, but now I look at it from the other side and I, like, I have a 17 month old daughter now and it's oh, one of those, so yeah, my whole, my whole world, love it. And, but my wife and I, we waited till later because we wanted to work on ourselves as much as we could. And we had other things yeah. we wanted to do and sure. then we did it later. And we look at it now and we're like, we're so happy we did because we're more aware of what mm-hmm. we went through in our own, our own childhoods. And mm-hmm. then we're like, well, we're not going to do that at yeah. all. And we're mm-hmm. going to try to make her be the most resilient um, individual and help her be, you know, know she has to be all that stuff that comes with it. Yeah. And so it's, it's definitely been a journey and a fun process in that. Yeah, no. And it's so great that you were able to kind of recognize those things about yourself because, you know, there are things that we inherit, we inherit mindsets and ways of thinking and narratives that come from other people in our family that experience traumas and didn't have that, you know, that language for it as well. And it can be really hard To look back at the childhood that we want to believe is idyllic. Also, we've probably blocked out and repressed a good chunk of it. So there are a lot of things that we just genuinely don't remember because our brain is like, yep, not good for you, or we don't want to. So I want to put out there, you can look back at your childhood and acknowledge what you've experienced or your young adulthood, wherever that season is for you, but also still love the people that were in it because they did the best that they could given their own level of healing or lack thereof. So you can do both, but typically we shy away from being mindful about our past because we also want to keep the picture and the attachments that we have to the people that were involved. And I appreciate bringing up that one part about like, you know, appreciating where they were in their journey. Cause a lot of times we want to be like, they should have known better. They should have did better. They should have did this better. Um, but it's, and I hear that a lot from others and it's, it's like one of the things I'm like, but the, you know, they did, we do what we can at where we are at specific times in our life. There's times in my life I've done things. I look back and I'm like, I can't judge. Cause that's where I was. That's not who yeah. I, I can't, I could judge at this point because I'm like, that's not me now. Yeah. But at the same token, it's like, um, in one of those things for the listeners and stuff, I know it's hard sometimes to when you, I, I've been there where you want to blame. And it's yeah. like, but no, there's a, there's a sweet spot between the two. And I think mm-hmm. um, maybe you can, you can shine on this too. It's like, it depends, it all depends where you're putting your energy and focus at. Like yeah. you can, you can blame someone or you can take it and learn and then help yourself evolve and then pass that down. Not mm-hmm. that, not passing that down, I should say, mm-hmm. pass down the lessons of what you learned. So the next generation doesn't have to yeah. uh, have all that, that continues moving forward. Yeah. And it makes sense to want to blame because our mind is looking for why. And then when we recognize, oh, this is why. And if that why is attached to a person, there's a lot of anger and there's a resentment. There is a this happened to me because this person wasn't able to do that. So you want to be able to acknowledge that. But one of the things that I talk about a lot is expiring that mindset in the sense of knowing okay, I can keep my energy there. There's this concept in neuroscience where we talk about where the mind is wired, our behaviors are fired. So if I continue to focus on all the people in my life who've ever did me wrong, then you're into victim mentality. And while that may make you feel good for a moment, it keeps you stuck. And it is like a ball and chain that prevents you from really operating in the freedom that you can have um, in every area of your life. And then you carry that into your relationship. So then you you meet the love of your life or the potential love of your life, but you're still holding them to the standard of repairing all the hurt from all the other people that you're keeping in your back pocket. So I always want people to recognize it doesn't benefit us to look at the pain and stay there. I have this funny saying that I go, you are perfectly entitled to look at that pain. 
but I don't want you to pitch a tent, right? Go there for a moment, take a look at it, but do not camp out. <laughs> so I like, I like that. That's awesome. So you brought up expired mindsets. I love this concept and I love, you know, I know it's the name of your book and everything, but mm-hmm. how, how does, what are some things that you can share for the listeners of maybe they're in that state? Maybe they're at this place where they still do the blame or they, every once in a while they get frustrated and they're like, why couldn't it be this way? Or why did I have to be this way? Or X, Y, Z. How, what are some things or tools or tips or whatever you like to share sure. um, to help these individuals learn how to, they can start that process of expiring that mindset? Sure. I think the first thing is to know that we repeat um, what we don't repair. So it's important to look at when you're figuring out, well, where do I need to begin? Look at what are the cycles that are repeating in your life. And as a result of it, you feel like I keep ending up in the same situation or look at the different mindsets that you keep thinking. I, what I believe doesn't matter, or this always happens to me, those phrases that we use to keep us bound. So once you are able to acknowledge those, why is the question that we ask and the one that we can't answer? So we actually want to move away from why, because there's a million different answers to that and move to how do I want to go forward? Um, And really thinking about if I didn't believe this way or if I wasn't acting this way, what would be different about my life? And why that's so important is I want you to be able to create a new vision for what you want for yourself, or at least to know this is definitely not what I want. And if I was more healed or this didn't have such a grip on me, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would be able to go out for that job that I want. I would have the confidence to start my own business because this mindset is getting in my way. The other piece that a lot of individuals kind of overlook is the concept of mindfulness when it comes to being able to shift the way that you think about a situation. So mindfulness, which I love, is all about being curious about how am I responding to all the things that I'm carrying? And curiosity means it's in line with the mindfulness of non-judgment. So being able to walk through your day, and I will tell people that means taking 60 seconds a couple of times a day to check in with yourself and go, where am I? What do I notice? And what do I need as a result of what I notice? So to like recap all of those, because I get really excited and give a lot of information, it is awareness. We repeat what we don't repair. It is then being able to create a vision for yourself and recognize that I can stay here, but if I do, I'm missing out on all these things that I want. So if I wasn't holding on to this hurt, what would life look like for me? What would I be doing? What can I be excited about? And then how can I be more mindful through my day 
stopping, regulating, checking in and asking myself what I'm noticing so I can really start connecting how this is getting my way and then connecting how I'm starting to move away from it and finding that it's not as scary as I thought. I love that. I think those are amazing tips. And I love the whole, you repeat what you don't repair. I mean, it's, it, I always, I tell people all the time, life's going to keep bringing at you the things that you don't have clarity or learning from yes. uh, until you eventually do. And then they go away because they have no purpose of being there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly do love that. How much, because you're talking about seeing yourself in a different light or seeing yourself in a different perspective, how much does belief play a role in that? Oh, belief plays a huge role. Um, 85% of people don't change because they don't believe that they can. So it is at the core of everything that like that's been searched, researched, the number doesn't change. 85% of people who don't make the changes that they desire, it is because they don't believe that they can. And one of the things that we don't often recognize is our beliefs, although they may have been inherited or given to us, are also something that we become what we believe. That means that whatever I tell myself is going to comprise my belief system. So We have to learn the benefit of affirming ourselves and having mantras and making statements to ourselves that allow us to move forward and go, I am still working on this, but I believe I'm going to get better. So I'm not acknowledging or or making myself feel like, oh, I'm great and I'm perfect. But the part about, but I'm going to get better is the part of hope. And that's where hope and belief go hand in hand. And that is so crucial and so necessary and so powerful to have a good, strong belief system. So how does someone, and mind me asking, again, this might be another yeah. tip here, but let's say someone believes that they can make the shift and change, but then mm-hmm. life keeps throwing up something at them and yeah. they're just like, okay, I don't get this. I'm, 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 I believe I can do this, but why does this keep showing up? I keep sure. getting pulled back here. I don't know why, why is this happening? And how do they, yeah. how can they navigate that? Yeah. So I think one of the things that to recognize is life is going to life for as long as we live. It is always going to be there. And I say that because sometimes we'll also think, well, I don't want to start making a shift right until life settles down. Uh, There are no promises that that's going to happen. But one of the things that you can do is spend daily time, whether that's through journaling, voice journaling, talking to your loved one at dinner, whatever the case may be, and going, but what went well today? Because our power is where we direct our mindset and our perspective. So if things are difficult, but all I'm focused on is the difficult things that are in my mind, that's going to shut me down and that's going to lead me to why try. So I want to move the direction of that thought process and go, life is being what it is and this is really hard, but what's going well? Where did I show up for myself today? Where do I see change? Those three questions allow us to go, wait, but it's not all about what's happening because I'm handling this better than I normally would. There would have been a time in my life where this would have shut me down, but I still want what I'm pressing for. And so then we can start getting excited and our brain loves success, but what's going well, what in your life, where in your life are you still working and where do you see change happening in other areas outside of that difficult moment? I love that. So it's kind of like just looking at those small wins, in other words. Those small wins add up to huge change and really help, again, loving neuroscience. They change the direction that the synapses in our brains are wired. So our brain gets used to a certain pathway. And if that pathway is focused on, here's all the bad things that happened to me. And if we have had a lot of trauma, we 
pride ourselves in our ability to prepare for all the things that could go wrong. So a way of retraining and rewiring our brain is to be able to focus on the small wins so it opens up a new path and our brain doesn't go to that poor, low lizard, dopamine, low dopamine area of our brain. And it takes time, right? It's one of those things that the brain's not going to make instantaneously change. It's going to, it has to rewire itself to that new pathway or synapses and Mm -hmm. take some time before it finally gets hardwired. And then you're like, oh, this is just my automatic thinking now. You know, you think about it. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. And that's where I love the way you, you put it together. Small wins are like laying down a track. And the more that we focus on those small wins on a daily basis, we are literally adding one track at a time until all of a sudden we're like, oh, my brain's going in a completely different direction. And I'm realizing that the difficult moments in life don't um, take me out the way they used to. And that's the classic definition of resilience is it increases our capacity to handle difficult moments because we've wired in space to realize there are still some great things happening in life, even when this part is really hard. I love that. And when we, so for the listeners, would you say then how we react to life is going to determine if we're really making the changes? How we react to life is going to let us know where we need to continue to work. And it does show how change is starting to evolve. And I won't say that it's a complete This lets you know that you're making changes because those automatic habits that we've been doing for years have a lot of muscle. So I want you to know that if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, oh, I did it again, that's okay. But the fact that you were upset that you did it again and you realize I don't want to do that, that's the growth. That's the new path. So it's that bifurcational part of recognizing this is letting me know that I want change. I'm willing to work for it. I'm aware of it, but it is a process and we have to find that balance of going easy on ourselves and then learning that it's never too late to correct it. Like if you do something, you're like, ah, I'm really working on that. Go back to that person, go back to the situation and go, hey, my bad. I got a little out of hand there. I am working on that, but I want to apologize. And they're like, oh my goodness, you've you've never apologized after these moments. You would normally just buy me something and then pretend like everything was fine. <laughs> so then that lets you know there's growth. I know I'm calling some people out right now. <laughs> I love that. No, it, it's so true. I mean, and, and and you're bringing up something too, like the strong muscle of it all. Because there's times I'll, I'll I'll have a certain way of like, I'll get stuck in some stinking thinking. And I'll tell my, mm-hmm. I'll look at my wife and I'll look and go like, okay, I know where this is coming from. I know where it mm-hmm. stems from. I know where it all happened. Yeah. And it's like, my reactions and my physiological responses are still there. And it's just like, I go, this is yeah. so crazy how powerful that subconscious mind is and, yes. and how it plays a role. But mm-hmm. you brought some up earlier. I want to make sure I brought back to the table. And that is the whole check-ins multiple times throughout the day at 60, you know, 60 second check-in. Yeah. I think that's so crucial. Cause like real quick, long story short, but I'm big oh. into morning rituals, meditation, been doing that for mindfulness, 15 plus years. But yeah. My the practice of meditation never became so powerful. It helped me to change my life in so many ways, but not until I did those check-ins. So I do what I call a mind a meditation for a minute multiple times throughout the day. It's kind of like that check-in. I'm just feeling my vibe. I'm seeing where my mind is. Mm -hmm. Where's where am I putting my attention to? Mm -hmm. And then I'll just if I like it and it's good, Mm -hmm. keep it as is. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If I don't, or I'm not feeling that up, you know, uplifted, or my vibe's just not where I want it to be, sure. then I do a quick low inventory and get it to where just to recenter myself, mm-hmm. and then say, okay, I, I don't need to shift. I don't want to force anything. I just need to get centered, and just mm-hmm. let my let me just be here. Yeah, and. I think that's so powerful. And I just kind of want to bring it back up because we're talking about neuroplasticity, you know, Hebb's law, rewiring the brain, all that fun jazz. And it's one of those things that I think that is a cr- crucial point because the, you're going to go back to old patterns for the listeners listening. You're going to go back to old patterns, but that gives you that reset to, to make that change. And in my opinion, I think it makes it even faster in some ways because mm-hmm. you have all these multiple check-ins to make sure you're not going backwards in that stinking thinking or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it does. And you brought up something that I want to, put all together, the physiological state often doesn't change as quickly as our cognitive state. So we can have really great understanding around how we're responding. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing, I know where it came from, but my body is in a completely different place because you might've heard the term, the body keeps the score. We then become wired in a certain way that can shift and can change over practice. And that's what those minute of meditation and self-regulation checks does. When you stop, take your hands away from the computer, the phone, cut the lights down for a moment. If you can for a minute, you're also disrupting your physiological state and you're checking in to go, where am I? Because we have a tendency to be moving through life so fast that we have no idea. Oh, I'm really tense today, but I've just been getting things done, feeling really productive. And then we don't realize until after we explode or we're really irritable and we have this kind of crash moment with somebody. So those regulation points, I agree. People who take the time to stop, self-regulate and meditate along with those morning and evening rituals, vital habits, whatever you want to call them, do find a faster healing process because then you've connected mind and body instead of just the, oh, here's what I'm doing one hour a week. And that's a whole different ballgame than just exercise because I always want to throw in, there are people who may think I self-regulate. I work out every morning for 30 to 45 minutes, but that's a different moment than let me sit and check in. I will add one more tip um, that I think is very helpful is also including some diaphragmatic breathing. Um, During those moments of check-ins, one hand on the heart, one hand on your belly, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, doing that for 12 reps. It's a great thing to do. It signals the vagus nerve. Hey, let's come down out of that heightened state. When you realize, whoa, things are not where I want them to be. My vibes, my energy is off. Let me reset and recenter. And breath work is something that's accessible to us no matter where we are. We can go to the bathroom, we can slip out and it's there. And it's free. And it's and free. You, and you have to do it anyhow. Correct. Or at least so, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a vital component to life. But, you know, it's I used to tell people all the time, patients, like, I'm like, I always like, here's the free things in life that are the most powerful. Yeah. And and I would talk about like meditation. Just sit there and just relax for a second. Just unwind. You don't have to go walk and enjoy nature. Like Correct. that's free. Or yeah. sit in a room and just appreciate the room you're in. I mean, there's nothing. There's not There's not much. You know, you're going to be experiencing things anyhow. Yeah. So. Why not try to make it a little bit meditative of some sort of a process? The same thing with breathing and other things like that. Um, the breath is so powerful and it's, it, it's the one thing I usually advise a whole lot on because it's the easiest to do. Mm-hmm. And, and cause people, if I tell someone, Hey, go sit for 10 minutes and just, you know, find peace. Uh, yeah. Uh, they panic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Some people, I, I used to have clients when I first started coaching, they'd be, they'd be like, I was swearing at you, but I know you probably didn't hear it. I was like, that was the earache I had. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Um, 
And then when I switched the breath work and then I added meditation afterwards, they mm-hmm. were like, this is so much easier. And I was yeah. like, isn't it, isn't it funny how you can yeah. just implement that? Yeah. Um, no, I love it. I think these are you, the, the tips you shared are just monumental, big changes. I love when people, when you talk about the whole like check-ins throughout the day, yeah. um, it was a huge thing for me about six, seven years ago. And, and, and I'm so happy. I, it's a good reminder for me to get a little better at them. I've been slipping a little bit, sure. but um, but to take those moments, because even like someone says, like, I work out 30, 45 minutes a day or whatever that may be, that's a revving part of the nervous system. Correct. That's the sympathetic. That's not, you're not, you're not tapping into that parasympathetic, getting into that realm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, love what you bring up there. Um, before we wrap up, how can people find you, get your book, dive into more of your work and so forth? Sure. So expired mindsets as well as other books that I've written are all on Amazon or can often be ordered through your local bookstore. My website is drsharice.com and Sharice, Dr. is D-R and Sharice is C-H-A-R-R-Y-S-E. I probably spend the bulk of my time on IG, which is Sharice underscore J. But once you find me once, then all of the rest is there and I would love to connect. Awesome. And for the listeners, do not worry about the spelling. I'll have that in the show notes for you. Yeah. Um, Dr. Sharice, this was awesome. I appreciate you taking time to be on here. I even appreciate more of the work you're doing um, mm-hmm. to help people. I think the things you shared here are very critical and very monumental. And just that whole definition of trauma is a whole new mm-hmm. way. Uh, you don't mind me borrowing that a little bit because that's... Uh, Go for it. it. It's a whole new way of looking at things. Yeah. Uh, just, just in every, every aspect of life and mm-hmm. uh, to help people. So thank you for all the work and thank you for time for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me and creating this platform because this is such a needed conversation. So we are helping each other. (laughs) Love it. And for the listeners, thanks again for tuning in until next time. Keep rocking. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.